Welcome to Sound of Truth Weekly Interview, where we have conversations with ordinary people to learn how our extraordinary God is at work in people's lives and in the world today. I'm your host, Brett Morani, and I'm excited you've joined us. Last week here on Sound of Truth Weekly Interview, we talked with Randy Chun, who lives in Texas with his wife, Melissa, two grown children. Randy and I met in college at Union University. We also went to Southwestern Seminary together. We graduated at the same time at Union way back in 1992. That means we've been out of college now for over 30 years. Randy, good to have you back on Sound of Truth. Am I making you feel old yet? You are making me feel decrepit. <laughs> so <laughs> last get my walker. Hold yeah, on, I get right. my walker. So last week we talked about your testimony. And we left off in your story where we had talked about how you had been involved in youth ministry, student ministry, and then um, you were a lead pastor of a church. And then I was teasing the audience a little bit about the fact that the Lord threw you a curveball. If you say, and I wanted to ask you that question. Maybe we kick off with that. Do you believe that this was from the Lord, or do you believe this was from the enemy and the Lord is redeeming it? But let's go ahead and, and tell our audience what we're talking about here, and, and just pick up your story and say, when did you first noticing this physical challenge, and then where you're headed with it, and then where you're at now? Go ahead and pick up your story, Randy. Fantastic. Uh, thanks again for having me. It's an honor. I'm, I'm humbled. In 2016, I had the best running year of my life. You said running. Running year. Yes, I'm, I'm a runner. And 2016 was off the charts. I did five half marathons that year. I did two marathons. I did an ultra marathon. I ran a 300-mile relay race from Gonzales, Texas to Houston with a group of people. It was amazing. I did uh, Run Streaks. Runs World Magazine has Run Streaks where you run – at least a mile every day and did one in the fall and, and winter and then one in the spring and summer um, for like 41 days. And that year in 2016, I ran at least a 5K every day. Hmm. Was in the best physical shape of my life, uh, loving, running, loving, loving life. Um, and then I went at the end of that year, back to Memphis, my hometown, to run the St. Jude Marathon. And when the plane landed back in Dallas, Melissa came to pick me up, and I knew something was wrong. I've always had vision issues. Um, I've had and battled glaucoma um, since I've been about 20 years old. And when when I got back home, I called my ophthalmologist and said, Hey, I need to see you. And he said, come, you know, come right in. And I sat down in the chair and he looked at my eye for about five seconds and pushed his chair back and said, okay, here's what we're going to do. You're going to leave my office and go to my retina specialist. The guy I said, I recommend right now. And more than likely you'll be in surgery tomorrow. And really? that's exactly, that's exactly what took place. My retina had torn, not because of the running, just because I have pitiful, pitiful eyes, but I went from running a, a marathon one day to about two days later, 
you were saying earlier, you know, make you feel old. Boy, I really felt old. I couldn't lift my my head and, and you know, uh, the surgery for retina attachment, reattachment is unbelievable. And then the recovery is pitiful. You have to lay face down. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy and, you know, had to do that for about two weeks and swore, you know, never do that again. And about two months later, I was doing it again. With your other eye? With, well, no, with, with this, with the same eye, just okay. my retina had torn and they tried to reattach it and were not successful in that. And so I had, <laughs> that was my good eye because glaucoma had lessened my vision in my left eye. And so now I'm without vision in both eyes. And so uh, that's the curveball you had mentioned uh, thrown earlier. And it's a deep theological question, Brett. I'm glad you've asked it. The disciples asked you the same thing. Who sinned, this man or his father and mother? Mm. So, uh, boy, all the, all the, the, Blind uh, eyesight really leaps off the page of, of the scripture at me these days, and it's it's all over the the scripture sure. um, about being blind and not, not having vision. So, uh, that's that's the world in which I found myself uh, after what I seemingly thought was my was my best running year. So that's in two 2000- thousand. That's at the end of 2016, um, right at, at 2017, yeah. When you had this surgery, and then it didn't work, and you had it again, and I'm supposing then it didn't work the second time, is Correct. what you're saying. Yeah. Now, your Correct. other eye was your weaker eye because of glaucoma issues, which I'm assuming is fairly unusual to occur in, in a person in their 20s. Exactly. Yeah, I would go to uh, specialists, you know, ophthalmology associates here in Fort Worth when I was in seminary when I was 20, um, you know, late 20s, um, or, you know, early 30s. And I would go in and it would be me and every senior citizen in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Right. And they'd be like, oh, are you here to pick up your grandmother? And I'm like, no, my eyesight's worse than yours. So mm. uh, my dad has glaucoma. My dad's legally blind. And kind of hereditary. I have uh, what's called pigment dyspersia. And so it's just, it's it's rare, but it is effective. And I've done drops and surgeries and all that kind of stuff. I just have pitiful eyes. A lot of people are affected by a lot worse uh, in their life. And that was the thing that really kind of brought everything for me in per, into perspective. Because when I was going to have um, my retina surgery, a buddy of mine in ministry uh, had begun posting that he was, you know, he's newly married. Um, they, you know, they're, they're, they're having their first kid and um, he's diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's. And I'm like, you know what? Life mm-hmm. is good for me. I'm mm-hmm. not dealing with, you know, anything like what this guy's dealing with. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I've been very, very thankful for all that I've been able to see. And I say often I've met, and been able to see some beautiful places and meet and see some beautiful people early on. And so mm-hmm. this is just a new season in, in life, and it's becoming um, a, a great adventure. Yeah, and my re- recollection is over these past six years that there was a, a gradual degradation to this, right? Yes, I, I had lost vision in my left eye 
for you know considerable time over the years, and then it just continually got less and less, more tunnel vision, and, and with the glaucoma. Um, and so right now, a lot of people, you know, there's different levels of low vision and blindness. Um, it runs a runs a broad spectrum, and a lot of people just see through, you know, television and the movies and that kind of type thing. Oh, if you're blind, it's just lights out. It's just darkness. And I see a little bit of contrast through um, my my right eye. Um, it's much like looking through um, wax paper, the old wax paper up to your eye. Mm-hmm. And so I see contrast between light and dark, but no detail or anything like that. And then um, what people normally think of being blind and, and being totally dark is my is my left eye. Okay, so you you've lost sight completely in your left eye, but your right eye has vague color uh, distinctions, um, no, and shapes, or whatever. Vaguely. Yes, light, light and darkness, no no color, and just ex- extreme extremely vague, no no detail. And okay. so, um, when you lose vision in one eye, there's no depth perception, and that stares are are always fun. Mm. But recently, I had a friend when she had gone to Disney World and knew that I was going uh, later on in the year and was quizzing everybody that she saw that had, you know, this kind of vision disability about how they, they made it. And she got me a stick, a walking cane, mm-hmm. and it was a game changer. And at Disney World, I would head out with my stick, and it was like Moses parting the Red Sea. People <laughs> would get, get out of the way. Kids were being drugged by the nape of the neck out of the way. Uh, you know, it was just like, oh, okay, this is fantastic. And so I had, a, I had the best time with anybody that, that went on the trip. It was fantastic. If you don't mind me doing this, Randy, I'd like to just ask you some questions that I put myself in. You know how young children are and they'll just say the bluntest questions and parents will be embarrassed by it and like, oh, I'm so sorry. And, and, and the person who's at a, some type of disability will say, it's okay, it's okay. It's an honest question. I understand. You know, if you don't mind me kind of Absolutely. going down that pathway a little bit, for example, you, you, you stepped off the plane from your, you know, you're, you were on a high, the runner's high of having this great year of running. And then you, something's wrong with my eyes. You go into the doctor, he sends you for the, to the surgeon and he's operating on you the next day. Did you continue to drive a vehicle after that point? At what point did you lose the, your ability to, to drive a car? No, I had no idea when I drove to the airport that that would be my, my last time behind the wheel. Now, I'm willing to, to get behind the wheel. No one else is. It, it'll be an adventure, <laughs> but nobody else has taken me up on it. And man, let me tell you, that's one of the biggest things because being from Tennessee, and my dad having vision issues, I drove. Ever since I can remember, I, I drove. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I, uh, being in Texas, my family being in Tennessee, anytime we would drive home to vacation, I drove. Uh, and that is a huge, huge gut punch. That's a huge loss of that mm-hmm. independence. Um, I've worked it into a bit of a scam, though. Because anytime somebody be like, hey, let's go to lunch, I'm like, okay, you're going to have to take me. And when I say that, I'm just meaning they're going to have to come pick me up, but they think it's they have to put the bill. So I'm loving <laughs> it. I'm, I'm milking it for all it's worth, bro. Yeah, that's good. What other losses have you had to 
accept or embrace or adjust to besides obviously the, I mean, I'm, I'm quite, let me just start listing things. Uh, television, movies. Well, okay. Do you speak to that? Yeah. Um, television and movies. I, I was a communications major. I, I love the, the cinema. I love movies, um, television, that kind of type thing. And here's the deal. <laughs> it better be well written. And I still enjoy movies. I still in, in, enjoy television because if it's well written, hey, that's great for me. Great dialogue. I enjoy it. I can understand what's going on. Melissa will kind of give me some tips. You know, here's somebody that walked in the room. And oftentimes I've noticed that she'll say, you know, oh, this person just walked in the room. And then, you know, you'll wait about, you know, a beat. You'll wait, wait about two seconds and they'll say, oh on the TV, you know, on the, in the movie, oh, so-and-so just walked in the room. Like, they're telling you what's going on. It's like, oh, that's brilliant. And so good dialogue makes for good movies, and you're going, you look, and yes, I'm missing out on some things visually, but with TV and, and movies, we, we still enjoy it. Podcasts are huge, though. Have you found that your imagination is an amazing gift that really compensates a lot? Just like people say the book's always better than the movie because your imagination seems to do a better job than oftentimes Hollywood can do with a you know, multi-million dollar budget. Oh, a- absolutely. And I've become a huge um, audible listener. I love reading. I have loved books. I've loved you know reading all of my life and was a huge nerd. There are never enough books. I, I love books and um, with the technology we have available to us today, that's still into play. That, and I have access to books on YouTube and on Audible. Have found that yes, to your initial question there, and you go, yeah, the things that I'm I'm able to recall in memory um, from seeing you know seeing stuff, and then just with your imagine, you're just with your imagination. People people have a tough time describing. That that's tough for individuals when when I'm with a group of people with them when I'm with someone to ask them to tell me, you know, what's going on to tell me what they see because the amount of information that you take in just by opening your eyes it's it's amazing it's marvelous the, the eye is a marvelous creation by <laughs> by the Lord Jesus. It's just phenomenal, the complexity of the human eye mm-hmm. and the amount of information that you process instantly just by seeing is, is amazing. So there's so many other questions we could ask along this line. So I guess I would just go here with this. What other things have you grieved? I mean, there's a, you said it was a gut punch. So there's a level of grieving you had to walk through in some of these things. What else have you grieved with losing your eyesight? Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a really good question. And my personality, the way that... God has kind of designed me and, and shaped my heart. Um, I'm just, I'm just extremely grateful and thankful for all the things that I have been able to see, that I have been able to experience, and especially um, a lot of those things when, as as a young person, as a as a as a younger man, being able to travel like I did. I've been places and I've seen things that you know people I feel sorry for that will never get to never get to experience. And so I really, with the amount of technology that we have available and the community in which I find myself living in <laughs> with other believers has really diminished that whole, you know, sense of being, loss, sense of loss, mm-hmm. sense of regret, sense of, you know, being, you know, 
disappointment or any of those words you want to choose to be able to go, man, I have nothing uh, but, man, just thankfulness. I'll tell you this story. I went for my first surgery, and they, <laughs> they – it's it's tough, and they you know they they require payment for the surgeon and the the, the facility and the surgery mm-hmm. itself and, and all of that. And boy, it's it's tough. And I had to have it a second time. I had to have a, a second surgery. Mm-hmm. When I woke up from that from that second surgery, uh, Melissa was there, and she said, "You're not going to believe what's on Facebook." And the community of runners that I had that I was involved with and developed um, had begun a kind of social media campaign and a fundraiser 5K to help supply and and take care of those expenses from from the surgery. And the whole community you know, just rallied around me. They would have shirts that had hashtag run like chun printed up. <laughs> scripture verse on the back. And let me tell you, when you go to, you know, an elementary school and, you know, the whole, you know, five classes of kindergartners all the way through fifth grade have a shirt that has your name on, it's extremely humbling. And you just thank you. All mm. you can say is thank you. And all you can say is, Lord Jesus, you are way too good to me mm. than I deserve. And this is, this is grace. This, this is what it means to, to know you. This is what it means to be a follower of Jesus is to experience this. And, and, and so I'm, I'm able to, you know, to live that out in, in my community. What a great testimony of the kindness of God through your community to you. Oh, amazing, amazing friends and people um, that have just rallied around our CrossFit. Um, and so when I go into CrossFit, I am a diva. They treat me like a celebrity. <laughs> Everybody sets up my stuff. Um, they, you know, they have a you know, specific, you know, kind of area here for me to work out in, putting equipment up, gathering, making sure that, you know, I won't injure myself or anything like that and, and work me out just like everybody else. And so it's, it's an amazing people that pick me up and take me places to where I'm not have my own Uber service, personal Uber service. It's fantastic. That's, that's fabulous. <clears throat> Let me ask you a couple more questions. Then I want to really move toward a, a few spiritual moments on this. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. can do it. Are you learning Braille? <laughs> that's a great that's a great question. No, but with like I said earlier with technology, the Alexa, I have the Fire Stick on my TV and I can request anything and then with Siri on the iPhone, you know, reading me my text, you know, and allowing me to, you know, to to voice everything. It's off the chart the things that are available and and still continuing to imp- improve. I mean, Elon Musk is going to have a car that I can drive here, not too I'm far off in the future, I bet. So uh, yeah, that's uh, it, it, it's amazing. It's amazing. So no, no Braille um, just yet. Strictly Audible, which you can get any you know anything on Audible, which I'm very thankful for. That's a good segue for us to move toward the spiritual. Mm-hmm. How has your Bible reading changed? Oh my goodness, this is phenomenal. This is fantastic. You know, Life Church and Craig Rochelle years and years ago started this U version mm-hmm. uh, a Bible app and it again is a game changer for me being able to uh, you know have Siri pull that up and then uh, listen to that audibly and my <laughs> my bent these days has been discipleship I'm in I'm in the process now of 
a one-on-one discipleship with probably about 15 guys right now that I do one-on-one with. And so I'm able to listen to the Bible audibly and study and just reread and reread and just have that soak in. And I love it that throughout uh, the New Testament, throughout the whole counsel of God's Word, um, it's all about, you know, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. You know, he who has ears, let him hear. And I am I am hearing the Word of God more um, these days um, than, than, than ever before. And so I'm very, very thankful for that. And that's the primary way most people in biblical times took in the Word of God was auditory people reading to them because the copies of the Scripture were not, you know, household thing. Oh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's meant to be read. I, I've just added that, and I've encouraged people as well. I say I just added. It's been a few years now, but that's how I do almost all my Bible reading now. In terms of my through the Bible plan every year, I'm listening and following along. In, you know, in my case, uh, following along with my Bible, looking down at the text and and following along while I listen to it. And then sometimes I just I just listen, and it's phenomenal to hear the Word of God. Uh, it's really oh, yeah. it, an extreme uh, benefit to my spiritual life to actually make use of the technology with very skilled Bible readers. That's, that's fabulous. That's fantastic. Charlie Lee Cobble, the Bible recap, uh, podcasts that are available. That's a huge one, you know, for me where she, you know, re kind of recaps and where I can read what she's reading, have that read to me. And then, uh, man, just, there's a ton of resources out there available, you know, for people. And I'm taking advantage of, of all of those. I'd love to tell you about one one more thing that, that kind of the Lord has has kind of brought me through and is doing these days. Sure. Uh, most most recently, um, and that is that in 2020, when you know I've, I've experienced you know this great vision loss. How does ministry look? Um, the pastoring, how you know how do I play that out? Um, what yeah. you know what's God doing in in the midst of of all in, you know, this new season in the midst of all this and 2020 comes on and these guys that I knew that were in ministry and pastoring churches all over the world, mind you, none of them had any kind of social media presence at all. 2020 hits, places start closing down, shutting down. Everybody gets online. Everybody starts hitting the social media broadcasting, you know, services and messages and what was hilarious to me during this time on social media, these guys who had no emphasis whatsoever on Facebook, Instagram, any kind of YouTube podcast, forget about it. They weren't on it at all. They're on there. And I'm telling you, within the first 15 seconds of their first broadcast, they're saying, hey, now we're still taking that tithe. You can still send that tithe in. You want you want to drop that by the church? We're still <laughs> taking that tithe. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, hey guys, come on! That's funny. But um, but was what was amazing. I was able to hear these different from all over the place, different services online. And Brett, if I'm going to just be completely honest, a lot of them were rough. Yeah. And so I began to send out messages, and I began to ask a few folks. And this is an awkward conversation to have, um, but really felt a prompting of saying. I have some experience. I, I have some skills. I, I have, you know, some things to contribute here and I can help with, with communication. And so I would offer some of these guys, I can help you with, you know, preparation, 
message prep. I can help you with presentation and I can help you with evaluation. And what's been amazing is the first couple of guys that I put that out there to, uh, I heard crickets. There was just no response. And others, boy, they have, it is the best thing. The experience lately here and going, man, thank you for, you know, for doing this for me and with me. And so, and collaborating. So that's the season I find myself now. So now you've shifted into pastoring a, pastors, a coaching role. Yes, very yeah. much so. Mm, that's yeah, good. Very much so. Well, you're gifted first for that. You're, you're such a positive person. Just even the way you've handled your your blindness was just amazing to me. With your optimism and your gratitude, and that spills over then in how you relate to people and encouragement. I, I've always appreciated your encouragement, and and that I can see you taking on that role increasingly as God opens up doors for you. How could, if, oh, like, if someone's listening to this and they, they want to be coached in speaking and in the art of communication, what, what do you have to offer and how can they get in touch with you? Um, they can get in touch with me through, you know, anything on social, social media, Facebook, um, Instagram. I, I might need to change this and become more professional about this, but any time you can approach now, Look for Chun Daddy. That's that's who I am. That's, and so on on Facebook, C H U N N. Yes, uh, there's, a, there's a whole podcast. There's a whole story there with just my name that we can go into storage that, uh, about that. You never hear anything about about your name either. No, uh, sometimes I forget though because I'm so familiar with you that your last name is Chun, and I would never pick you out as Chinese. You know. <laughs> Hell exactly. I, I get the Estelle Costanza often. You're not Chinese. And so, uh, <laughs> but if they can look up Chun Daddy, uh, um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff, um, I would have them contact you as well. Uh, I don't. I don't necessarily feel comfortable just giving my no, uh, phone fine. number out. <laughs> I mean, contact you to uh, to. I'll vet it. Make sure before it. my way. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, but great. I would be. I would, I'd be glad to uh, serve and and help equip and build up the kingdom um, in any way, shape, or form, and and have met with some success with that here here recently. That's wonderful. One last question: How has your blindness been a gift? How has my blindness been a gift? It has honed in my desire to know and spend time with the Lord Jesus more and more. Um, it's just, uh, it, it's just centered my, my heart, my mind, um, on knowing him and, and seeking after him more. I said earlier that 2016 was, it was my best running year. I don't necessarily know that it was my best year spiritually, um, in connection with the Lord, if I can be honest ab- about that. Um, and this season and, and the, this, this time has really, you know, brought me into, um, man, I, I need you, Jesus. I need you every hour. I need you. And he has been faithful and proven himself uh, time and time again throughout my whole life, but especially in, in these days. Um, and so that's, that's how I would answer that question. That's a wonderful answer, and we're going to end on that. Randy Chun, thank you for coming, my friend, and we really appreciate your time with us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sound of Truth. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review it. 
Also, tell your friends about it. Thanks. Music is by Canon and is used by permission. Sound of Truth Podcast is produced in collaboration with Harvest Jacksonville. It is copyrighted by Brett A. Mirani, 2022.